God likes you. It seems an obvious statement. God is love. We all hear that in catechism. God loves me even though I'm a sinner because he looks beyond sin and he sees who I am, his son, his daughter. What do we do when we like somebody? Well, we um, like to have a conversation with them. We like somebody because we think we have something in common. Maybe for some of us, we like somebody because this person is funny. Um, we spoil them at times, you know, give them gifts, pay for their lunch, dinner. So we do many things when we like somebody. But we forget at times that God likes us. Christmas is over. The weather is getting cold, rainy. The pandemic, you know, has not ended. We've been hearing this word kind of saying, oh, we've turned the corner, we've turned the corner, and then the surge, and then... And then there is life. Have you ever felt forgotten, desolate? You've been passionately doing something, and then you have that moment where you have this question, does all of this really matter? Does God even notice what I do? Maybe we have felt not important to somebody. Today's first reading from Isaiah gives words of comfort. We hear God saying, no more shall my people call you forsaken or your land desolate, but you shall be called my delight and your land espoused. In other words, God is saying, I like you. I have not forgotten you. God just does not want to have a nice relationship with us. He wants to draw us into his heart. He wants to have a communion with us. In today's gospel, we hear the story of wedding at Cana. We may have heard this many, many times. Jesus' first miracle. It's about a mom and a son who come to a wedding and then they realize that, hey, the, the wine has run out. In a Jewish wedding, wine was very important. If you run out of wine, well, your family is going to be embarrassed. Probably this is going to be the news of the town. If I was in Jesus's probably shoes, I would have said, and my mom would come to me like, Mary goes to Jesus and tells him that, you know what, I mean, they've run out of wine. I would probably tell, oh, hey, this is not our problem. You know, let's not get involved in this. What is important to know is what does Mary do? She just brings the situation to Jesus' attention. She just not, does not tell Jesus what he's supposed to do, like maybe some of our moms would come to us and tell us. She does not say, hey, you know what, 
say this prayer in Hebrew, bless this water, um, so many jars, convert it into wine. She does not do that. All she says is they have no wine. And then she looks at the servers and says, do whatever he tells you. There is this element of trust that Mary had in Jesus. She just brings the request, the petition to Jesus' feet and lets him do what he wants to. This is what the church tells us. This is what the church teaches us. When we go to Mary, she's not the solution. She's not the answer. The answer is Jesus. But she takes our requests, our petitions to Jesus. And which son can say no to their mother? A lot of the times my mom calls me even now and she says, call your, grand, your grandmother, you know, call your godmother. Right? And I try to please her and I call, you know. So this is what a lot of us do. Even when our mothers tell us, we, we try to please them. Right? And this is what Jesus does. And then he does that miracle. He just does not like, you know, uh, change one jar of water into wine. It says he, he, um, he, he, um, he changes six jars of water into wine. That's a lot of wine, right? But why does he do that? I mean, so that he can get credit. You know what, this is what I did. I converted like six jars in from water to wine. You know, look at me. No, who gets the credit? It's the bridegroom and their family. They get the credit. And it's not just any wine, it's the best wine. Maybe the best that humanity has tasted. And we see in this God's hidden love. Again, God spoils them because he likes them. And God likes you. Not everything that we do, but deep down, he likes who we are that unique creature of his, his son and daughter. And we know what we have to do when we stray away, when we do things that we're not so proud of, we go to confession and we come back, we come back clean. So he loves us so much that he's willing to die for us, die on the cross so that he does not want to risk being away from us, without us. And what does this mean? I mean, does this mean our life is gonna be easy? No, we are gonna run out of wine. And at those moments, we gotta be like Mary, go with trust to Jesus, bring things to his feet, the only, the only time that we're going to be disappointed is when we become control freaks and we tell Jesus what has to be done. But rather what we need to do is truly trust that God has got us. We got to trust that God's timing is the most perfect timing. We got to trust that God's way is the perfect way. 
that God's plan is the perfect plan. God likes you no matter what you think about yourself, and he wants to bless you today and forever.